0: the Go podcast is brought to you by The Sanctuary. For more information, please visit www.thesanctuarychurch.com. This morning, I want to I open something up with us because there's a lot of people who've been asking, is this the end of the world as we know it, <laughs> right? Because there, there's a whole bunch of crazy going on. Are, are we living in the last days, you know, the way the Bible talks about it? Uh, I, I just feel like so many people all over the world are desperate to know what does the future hold? What's, what's coming up? What's all the, what does all this mean when you put it all together? And, and we see the news and we ask this big question. What is the world coming to? What's the world coming to? So open up your apps this morning. Open up the Sanctuary app if you got it there. Uh, we're gonna unpack this concept. What is the world coming to? We're gonna unpack that a little bit today. According to these scriptures, right? These lay it all out for us. Jesus the Christ, right? Right? born of a virgin, then uh, lived a sinless life, and then died on the cross for my sins, the, the the substitute sacrifice, right? And then rose again from the dead, out of the grave, and again, according to scriptures, is now seated at the right hand of God. Now, all of that has been written, and all of it has been fulfilled But you know what the next great thing that is going to be happening? He's coming back. It's the last thing that they said that hasn't taken place yet. All the rest. This is going to happen, and it did. 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 This is going to happen. Okay, I'm like, bring it on, because like, I'm really ready. So that's kind of what I want to I dig into this morning. If you're taking notes, here's your first blank. In the midst of all the negativity, in the midst of the gloom, the frustration of these days, we have a hope. There is one hope. It's the hope that Jesus gave us. Jesus gave us hope. As believers, he said, hey, you guys got to be hearing about this. This is not the end. Okay, watch. We're thinking, watch, watch how we think. Humans, oh, look, he died on the cross. This is the end. And then he comes out of the grave, right? We put him in a hole in the ground, and he comes out of the grave, we're like, oh, okay, it continues. And then he leaves. The Bible records how Jesus goes into heaven. We're like, okay, so this is the end. He goes, no, 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 this is not the end. There's still more to come. I'm like, oh, That's the hope that we have. The hope is the promise that Jesus made to us. And I've been talking about it the last several weeks. It's in John chapter 14. And here's what he says. He says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't don't let your hearts be troubled. I, I want you to trust in God. Watch this. And trust also in me. The things that I've said. The things that you've seen me do. There is more than enough room in my Father's that's that's why we called this room the father's house because we want to communicate there's more than enough room even with social distancing there's more than enough room but yeah there's more than enough room and here's what he said this is why you can trust in me i told you this and if it wasn't so do you think i would have told you this in fact i want you to know this i'm going right now to prepare a place for you watch this so that when I come back, I can take you with me, and we can be together all the time. I'm like, oh, see, this is this is the promise that Jesus made to us, and I'm like, I'm holding on to this promise. We're doing all of this for that promise. Wait, He's coming back, and so today I, I've been encouraging us all week long. But today it's we we bring people to church so we can take people with us to heaven. See, I'll bring you here for a day so I can spend eternity with you there. If we really love people, we want that relationship to start up. Jesus came to save us once, but he's coming to take us back home. That is the hope of the Christian. It's the hope of the Christian. Today I want to drill down on the fact of his second coming what the Bible has to say about that. It's mentioned hundreds of times in the New Testament. And, and I've heard the skeptics, you know, when you, when you talk about the coming of Jesus or the second coming of Jesus, well, you know, if he said he was coming again, so where is he? I mean, it's been a long time. What, what's the groove? What, what, what was the actual Greek interpretation of the word soon, right? I'm coming soon, right? What, what does that exactly mean? Well, open up your Bibles, come with me, open up your Bibles to 2 Peter. Come on over here, it's way in the back. Come on, you can find it. Here we go, 2 Peter chapter three. You've passed the Hebrews and the James, right? 2 Peter chapter three, starting in verse three. This is what, G- this is what Peter is talking about. He's, he's talking about the second coming of Jesus and he says this, most importantly, most importantly, he starts with these two words. Most importantly, I'm like, okay, I'm paying attention. I want to remind you that in the last days, scoffers are going to show up. They're going to mock the truth and they're going to follow their own desires. And they're going to say, in mocking the truth and following their own desires, they're going to say, what happened to the promise that Jesus made about coming again? Yeah, yeah, what about that promise? So keep your finger here because I'm gonna come back here. But see, people have been asking all along. He hasn't come yet all these years, so when's he coming back? Fill me in on that one. This is our second blank this morning. It's clear in our Bible that our Christ King is coming back. He is coming back, and there are, here's your fill in the blank, signs. That's what we all wanna know. Everybody wants to know, so how do you know when? Now, let me pause there for a moment. Off there, right? Let me be very clear. Jesus was super clear. No one will know the exact time, day. Because you hear the people go, oh, May 17th of 2028, eh, shut thy face, Right? Hey, That's not possible. He said nobody's going to know. But but he did say, this is kind of what you're going to see happening. And you're going to know, oh, this is coming to a close. You watch TV shows. You watch movies. You go, oh, they're starting to wrap everything up. They're bringing it all to a close. Just like when you watch. Again, you're watching a movie and you're like, oh, that that." plot got finished. Oh, this question, that got answered for me. Oh, this is happening, and now that, okay, that's, oh, they're starting, this is, the movie's coming to a close. Jesus said the same thing. Life as we know it, you're going to start to see signs of my coming back. He left us several clues as to his arrival. In Matthew chapter 16, he says this, you know the saying, Red sky at night, sailor's delight. Red sky in morning, sailor take warning, right? He goes, hey, listen, you guys know about this, right? You, you know how to interpret the weather. The problem is you don't know how to interpret the signs of the times. There are signs all around us. Jesus was saying, hey, listen, in the realm of scientific observation, humanity, man, they're incredibly intelligent. But as far as the realm of spiritual awareness, humanity is incredibly ignorant. You're not catching it. And we live in a world that is super complex. Every day it just gets kind of weirder, you know. So, and, and I don't know about you, but all throughout this pandemic, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Anybody? You read and you're like, wait, what? That, why, if, there, if this is it, then why are we, what? There's change, there's doubt, there's upheaval. And the thing is is that i look at the cultural skies right red sky at night red sky at morning i look at the cultural skies the society skies and you know what i see i see a generation that's lost its bearings I, i'm constantly constantly using the hashtag lost the plot because i look at the world and i go you've lost why we're doing what we're doing but i want to be like the sons of issachar Listed in First Chronicles, it says the sons of Issachar knew the signs of the times and the best course to take. Isn't that cool? When when you you're, we're all staring at a problem, we're like, "What do we man? What do we do?" And then somebody comes in. I'll tell you what we do. We, and you go. Oh, so glad you were here. That's according to the Bible. There were these this one tribe called the sons of Issachar, who. Could interpret the signs of the times, and based on that, they knew the best course for people to take. Well, we see exactly what Jesus is talking about. Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew 24, we're gonna come back to Peter, so keep your finger there, or take one of those little silk pieces, and whoop, or you know, I don't know if you can mark it on your phone or whatever, but come over with me to Matthew chapter 24. Jesus said, here's what Jesus said all of this that we see, he called it birth pains with more to come, birth pains. He says, listen, there's the pains. This is the pains of a new world. Now, those of you who have had children, not me. I mean, my wife says, oh, you never know what true pain is until you have a baby. I'm like, babe, you've never been a man with a cold. <laughs> you know, what you talk about you talk about suffrage, man. You've never been an adult male with a cold because it could put me down. And, well, it, that's the way it seems like anyway. Uh, But these are birth pains. What Jesus referred to as birth pains, and he uses this analogy to describe what the world is going to be like when he returns. And I want to encourage you, would you take the time this week? Listen, Matthew 24, again, take that little silk marker right there, just Matthew 24. I'm going to read all of Matthew 24 this week. Now, I'm going to do just a a, a chapter flyover this morning of Matthew 24, but I want to encourage you, take your Bible and read the entirety of the chapter. It's not very long, but but it's Jesus saying, hey, you know what the last days are going to look like? It's going to look like this and this and this and this. And he spends an entire chapter, all of uh, chapter 24, talking about these birth pains. Now here's the next filling for you. Jesus said these birth pains would be unmistakable. They would be an unmistakable sign that the time of his return is coming soon. He said, when you start seeing these things, and a lot of the stuff we go, that's always been, that's always been. Okay, that's cool. But there are some very specific things in Matthew chapter 24, very specific things you go, that's never happened before. That's happening right now. I can see that in our culture. I can see that around the world. Because it's not, see, we, we have, we're so arrogant. Americans are so arrogant. We go, Well, that's not happening in my country. Yeah, but It's happening in the world. And what he's talking about, he says, when you start seeing this kind of stuff happening globally, you need to know something's up. I'm, I'm about to come back. He said that it would be worse than anything since the beginning of the world. He said that these things are going to get worse and worse, and then we're going to reach what he, he kind of refers to it as a pinnacle in history. Like it's coming, it's, it's, you know, when you're filling up your coffee cup and you're like near the edge and you go a little bit more and it's going to overflow? That, that's the pinnacle point. That's where we're moving now. I, I don't know about you, but when was, when was the last time you said it? And I'm, For me, I've said it just recently. Is time moving faster than ever before? I mean, it's like, whoa. I mean, when it hit 2020, I went, 2020? It was just Y2K. Anybody? Right. It was like we were just we were hoarding we were hoarding food. Now we're hoarding toilet paper, right? But I'm like, how could it be 2020 already? Time's moving really quick. That's one of the signs. Looking across our globe, you could see it. All the tribes of the world, the tribes of the earth are in conflict. We see humanity. It's clear it's being trafficked, held hostage, in captivity. There are nations in distress you could look at it, days of vengeance. Our planet is in distress. Take a look at it. There's famine. There's signs and wonders in the skies. There are earthquakes everywhere. He says, here's the signs. God's people are hated all over the world, all over the planet. Wickedness abounds. And Matthew 24 says that these are all birth pains of a world that is seized by and centered on itself. Nothing else matters but me. Quite honestly, it's a world gone mad. And I look at it and I go, wow. And I read Matthew 24 and I think, okay, this is it. So you know what we gotta do? Fill in this next blank. We gotta prepare. We gotta prepare for Christ's return. Because when he comes back, I want you to hear this. It's going to be examination time. He's going to take a good, close look at what's going on in our world when he returns. And are we prepared for that? Humanity is going to be tested. Humanity is going to be held accountable. The Bible's very clear. It lays it all out to us. We read about the great judgment in the book of Revelation. John had this revelation. And he says, every person is going to give an account for all of our thoughts, all of our intentions, all of our actions, you're gonna have to give an account for what you said, what you did, and watch this. Not just, this is the hard one, not just what you did, watch this, why you did it, the motivation for it. See, because a lot of times, we don't get the motivation between us, right? We just see what somebody does, but we don't know why they did it. On that day? I'll tell you what, God's going to open up his computer hard drive and go, Marty Walker, oh, look at you. I'm checking the his, history's database for you, mister. <gasps> oh, there are several gig on just you. Because I'll tell you what, my, my motives are mixed so much, I, I, I'm mixed up. I think I'm doing it for the right reason. then I realize there's something deep inside of me that goes, you're selfish. I won't let you know that. But I find myself there. And many people think, you know what, I'll, I'll just wait till I'm on my deathbed to worry about that. <laughs> you know? Life is to be lived, man. Let's go out. Let's get this done. But I'm telling you now is the time to start thinking about this. Because let me tell you, this is the fact, the finals come faster than we think. For those of you students in the room, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like, wait, wait, that, that's this week? I thought it was good. Whoa, what just happened? Right? And we can't think, you know, I'll just wait till I'm old. I'll wait till I'm sickly. I'll get around to that. Because I'll tell you what, this is a final you can't cram for. A lot of times we can. I'll just study the DMV handbook before the night before I go in. I'll just kind of cram and get it all done before I ha- right before I have to get. This isn't like that. And by the way, can I just let you know, on this final, there is only One question. You're going to love this. On on the examination, when Jesus comes back, there is only one question on the final. Are you ready? Who do you say I am? There it is. You got to come up with an answer. Well, what is the answer to that? Jesus is going to ask, who do you say I am? you were a good man. Jesus was a good guy. Jesus was a social justice warrior. There's all kinds of answers to that, but you better have the right answer. And I'll tell you what, I've been graveside of so many people who have died unexpectedly where the examination came that fast. It's like, wait, they were, they were my uncle was in a marathon on Saturday and died on Sunday of heart failure. He was a marathoner. And I go, like that, I, I, I wasn't ready for it. But i have been at graveside as a pastor, I've been at the graveside of so many people who, who it's like, I just saw them last week. Everything was okay. What? And the puzzling question that they're wondering, uh, I don't know who, how they would answer that question. Who do you say I am? Because I'll ask the question. I'll, I'll be with those who are grieving. and say, did they know the Lord? That's the answer. When there's a pause, or an, watch this, an explanation. Well, they didn't go to church, and I know they didn't read their Bible, but I know they love Jesus. I I just begin to ask the question, who did they say Jesus was? And more importantly, listen, because it's over for that person. I'm asking you, who have breath in your lungs, who do you say Jesus is? That's the, that's the final question. When Christ come back, when he comes back, evil's gonna be destroyed. The devil is gonna be destroyed. In the book of Revelation, John gives us the details. He says the angel is gonna throw the devil into the bottomless pit. And when he gets there, he's gonna shut it down. He's gonna lock Satan up there so he can't deceive the nations anymore. And by the way, that's not the first step. Uh, Rather, that is just the first step on his path to destruction. Later on in verse 10, his final destruction happens. It says, the devil who had deceived the nations was thrown into the fiery lake of burning sulfur, joining the beast and the false prophet, and they were tormented there night and day forever and ever. Beloved, God did not mean for us to go to this hell. What we're talking about here. That wasn't for us. That wasn't, it wasn't designed for us. The Bible is clear. Look what Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 25. He says, the king's gonna turn to those people on his left and he's gonna say, you know what? Away from me, you cursed ones. Watch this. Into the eternal fire. Here's this word. Prepared for the devil. It was not prepared for me or you. But depending on who we follow on this planet, there will be people who end up there. That's what Jesus, Jesus is telling the story. He turns to people and he says, go away to the place prepared for the devil. You're going there. Whoa. And and it's very popular today. It's really popular. There's this thing called progressive Faith, I hate hate to call it progressive Christianity because it's really not Christianity anymore. There's a whole group of people in the church and and more, even more outside the church that are telling us that hell doesn't exist. I'm like, listen, Jesus, he makes it clear, hell exists. He will say to those people, go to the place that was prepared for the devil. The reason that God calls us to make a choice in this life is because there is a choice to be made. We have to make a decision whether we're gonna serve God and his kingdom or whether we're gonna serve the devil and the things of this world. Whether we're gonna let the things that are tangible here lead us and take our hearts or we're gonna keep our treasure in a place where moth and rust don't destroy. Which leads me to this question. If Jesus as the Christ comes back today right now are you ready Are are you ready for that I'm only asking what the Bible is asking are you prepared to meet your God the Bible is very clear we better get prepared are you ready have you made the arrangements is everything in order I'm Marty Walker, being of sound mind and body. This is what I have to say. While I'm alive, I make that statement. That's what we do with our last will and testament. While I'm alive, I'm making this statement. Well, if we're not set for immediate departure, we should probably get ready for that. Do I have my tickets? Do I have my boarding pass? Right? Right? you do that? I, I don't know about you. I, I sit down and I go, do I have my boarding pad? What do I do with my boarding pad? I put it in my briefcase, suitcase. I like, ah. I'm ready. I'm ready when he's ready. When Jesus returns, there will be worldwide justice. Hunger, poverty is all going to be eradicated. Racial hatred is going to be eliminated. Listen to me. The tensions that happen between ethnic groups is gonna disappear. All the fighting that we watch happening, it's all gonna come to an end. And I'm telling you what, I hope to be here for that block party. (laughs) I hope to see that one because I wanna see what peace on earth really looks like. That's when the whole world will finally believe in Christ. For all of those who are saying no to him right now, there will be a time, there will be a time when they will be, listen to me, They will be forced to believe in him. We get to choose today, but there will be a day when we are forced. In Philippians chapter 2, it says, At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Everybody's gonna bow. In heaven and on earth, and watch this, under the earth, those who are dead, everybody's gonna bow. He says, every tongue is going to declare. We just got done singing this happy song. You know why we can make it a happy song? Because we're declaring it here on this side of the earth, not the underside of the earth. But one day everybody's going to say it. Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's why Jesus said this in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. He said, I'm standing at the door and I'm knocking. Hey, let me in. If you hear my voice, open the door. I'll come in. And watch this, I love this. So, Jesus, we'll share a meal together. You brought the food, right? Jesus was a mooch. He was always like, go, go tell them we need their room. Hey, tell them we need that donkey. Hey, tell them we need, he was always borrowing stuff from people. I know when he comes in, he goes, you did buy extra groceries for me, right? It's part of the Jewish tradition even. At, at the Sabbath and at Passover, there is a seat, an extra seat at the table for someone who doesn't show up. That's, that's what we're called to be doing. Well, I want to be prepared to meet God When the door opens, because the door will open. Have you opened your heart to him? Jesus is knocking. Do you know him? Are you prepared? Listen, it's not about coming to church. That's not what I'm talking about. This, this is after that decision's been made. If all we're doing is coming to church to somehow earn points, Put a little bit more weight on the scale of these are all the bad things I've done. And if I put just a few more church attendances, maybe I can make the scales. There are no scales in the examination. There is one question. Did I already tell you what the question was? It's not about scales. You, can't ba- you cannot balance these scales. You can't do enough good. And here's the problem. Because it's not about the bad things, watch this, that we've done. It goes back to the motives of why we did. Watch this, because even the good things that we've done with the bad motive, God goes, it doesn't count. So we can never, we can't make the scales balance, let alone turn out better. And again, that's an unpopular statement. The Bible is clear, man is not good. Man man is not good. In the heart of man, I can do some good things and it surprises me when I do. But really, at, at, at my heart, I'm no good. There's something that's very selfish. So if you're not sure how you stand before God today, the first thing you have to do is repent of your sin. Literally, it's, it's saying, it's not this. Okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. It's, I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> I'm turning around. You have to change your mind. Be willing to change your life. The second thing we got to do is we got to accept Jesus by faith and please know that I'm saying this by faith not by intellect okay so Jesus yes okay all right yeah okay oh yes that's what I want I want Jesus this is not an educational philosophical theological thing this is a faith thing we got to put our confidence and our faith in Jesus as the Christ as the only Lord and Savior most of the times I think I'm the good Savior I'll get it. I'll just, I'll do good things. Man, the world is so lucky to have me. It's pitiful. The third thing we got to do is we got to be willing to follow him and obey him, whatever the cost. That's when it gets tough. And that's why we need this gathering. To be encouraged. Hey, wait, we could do this. And so while some people are questioning, is this the end of the world as we know it? And other people are curious. If he said he's coming back, then why isn't he here? Let me address both the questioning and the curious. I told you I was coming back to to Peter, so if you saved that, I I didn't. I I got all busy up here. Here's Peter's perspective to both the questioning and the curious. 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 9 The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise as some people think. No, he's being patient for your sake. I love that. He doesn't want anybody to be destroyed away from me into the lake of fire prepared for the devil and his deep, no, he doesn't want anybody to be destroyed. He wants people to repent. That's good news. There's a way out of this mess. And this is a mess. As good as it gets. And I think, beloved, please hear me. I do think this is as good as it gets. Living life in the United States is as good as it gets. But it's still a mess. And so Jesus says, yeah, this is the birth pains. Oh, I better be ready. Let me pray. Father, I want to thank you for a time to gather this morning. I want to thank you for a time to just dig into the words that Jesus gave us. Hope for today. Forgiveness for yesterday. I ask in the name of Jesus that people who are hearing these scriptures strung together, these verses, this one in Peter and this one in Philippians and this one in Corinthians, and, this, and they're all put together, I pray that they would answer the question, are you ready to meet your God? That they would have an answer, who do you say I am? And if you're here this morning or if you're with me online, man, we have a lot of people watching online just because of the crazy world we're living in. I want to give you the opportunity today to know Jesus, to know the answer, to open the door to Jesus knocking. Can I come in? Watch this. Just open the door. Yes. Come in. Live with me. Let's share a meal together. Okay, yeah, that's what I want. I want to share with you. If you do not know Jesus, if you do not know the answer to the question, who do you say I am? Let him show you who he is. If you do not have a relationship with God that comes through a relationship with Jesus, today you can change that. If you're here in this room, would you just raise your hand right where you are? I'm not going to call you up here. I don't want to embarrass you, but I do want to agree with you. That you now know who God is, who Jesus is. Anybody here? Right on. Good for you. Good for you. Anybody else? Father, we continue to use this phrase for the one. And in this service, it is for this one that says, I got to have Jesus. I want to open the door. Jesus, come in, live with me. And so I ask in the name of Jesus that you would grant peace to my friend today. Be with them as they leave this place. Their eyes would be open to, oh, there is a peace. Peace. There's a peace that coming that comes with knowing where I'm going. I pray that peace would be yours today. In Jesus' name. Let it be so. Let it be done.